Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Inferno cast. I, of course, am Inferno Fox, a host, and I am here to present to you a fantastic topic with my awesome cast and crew. And just a, a quick welcome to a number of the new subscribers that have joined the Inferno Fox Gaming channel. Welcome. This podcast here is a weekly podcast where we discuss various video game topics. The Inferno Fox Gaming Channel ten tends to lean on uh, three primary things, that, that being RPGs, Nintendo, and retro gaming. And the nice thing about the Inferno cast here is that we allow for general open discussion about video games, uh, other related topics, and Taylor Swift. So we have a, a lot of awesome things to, that we can... Uh, run through here so definitely want to give give all of you new subscribers and of course all the returning ones a big shout out hello welcome and hope you enjoy your, your journey here we we got a lot of content got podcasts weekly we got uh regular videos weekly as well on tuesdays and and fridays respectively so let me introduce my fantastic cast here and we have, we have Jason the 13th. He has a YouTube channel of Jason the 13th that specializes in uh, a lot of gameplay, live gameplay, such as Pokemon, Legend of Zelda, uh, and everything like that. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Not a problem. I'm just getting over being sick, so maybe I can uh, get some recording done here soon. <laughs> nice. Yeah, definitely looking forward to, to getting some more of your content and everything like that. And hope you feel mm -hmm. better soon. Too. Yep. And we also have Simbu Darkfang. Uh, he's a primary actor over Basement of the Dead. He's got a uh, wide history of a lot of video game playing, mm -hmm. and he also has uh, some game playing online as well from Scurryface. We've got a link in the description below. You'll be able to find links for everybody's content in the description below. So I definitely recommend that you check check out that content. So, Simbu, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, I'm always, you know, available for a good time. Oh, uh, it didn't work. It kind of went away. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite a good time. <laughs> he held up an hourglass for podcast listeners. Yeah. And, I'm, yes. <laughs> and I'm not saying anything. I'm being the good one over here, you know. <laughs> uh, speaking I'm of... Old, uh, give me a break. <laughs> Speaking of the good one, uh, that was, of course, Storm Rose Sky of the YouTube and Twitch channels of Storm Rose Sky. You can go to her Twitch channel for live gameplays as well as her YouTube. But her YouTube also has some really fantastic content just on like general media as well as like like your favorite comfort food, TV shows, movies, that sort of thing. So definitely recommend checking out her YouTube channel as well. Storm, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I hope to have another video soon. It's just been busy, real life, you know, personal life has gotten in the way and and all that fun stuff. So, but I am starting to stream some games on YouTube as well. So, been playing around with uh putting Fortnite and God of War uh playthroughs on there. So, look forward to that coming soon. Excellent. Yeah, de definitely looking forward to that. And next up, we have Astromedes. He is a developer and co-owner of Second Place Games. Well, one of his releases was Horde Lord for Android devices. Uh, so Astromedes, thank you so much for joining us. 
Thanks for having me. I do a day job of software development, and I narrowly missed a long night uh, at my day job to be here instead. So I'm extra happy to be here. Nice. Yeah, because I know you, you've you had a couple of those the last couple of weeks. It's been pretty stressful, pretty crazy. Yep. We'll probably continue for a while, <laughs> such as can the I... life of a software web developer. Can, can, I, can I post a vote? Because his cat makes appearance in everything. Can we change him from Astromedes to Catstromedes? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Owls is probably like, hey, I resemble that remark. We'll <laughs> get more the subscribers. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> He's going to show up with cat ears in the, next, in the next cast. If we hit a million subscribers, we'll change my name. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You heard it here first. furry costume. <laughs> all right all right jb with jb owls we've got a, a mission now because we're gonna make him change his name let's get a million <laughs> and only you our audience can help us reach a million so make sure you like and subscribe and don't forget to ring that bell for notifications please please because some of us are just substitute teachers and and it's hell out there let me tell you anyway <laughs> carry on <laughs> And last but not least, we have Jamie Owls87, my partner and partner in crime. Jamie Owls, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. I'm just snacking on my favorite candy sweet tarts. <laughs> By the end of this podcast, oh, they're probably all gone. And, and I'm trying so, to keep the cats from fighting. So that was gonna so so you'll be hyper and chasing the cats around then. I would. I'll <laughs> tire them out so they can just go to sleep. And if we hit a million subscribers, Jay Meows will eat a million bags of those candy <laughs> podcasts. Challenge I was going to say, she said sweet tarts. So how long before Jason the 13th disappears and shows up yeah. at your house in front of our box? <laughs> know, Only if there's the million bags. It'd make <laughs> everyone's tongue wrong. <laughs> It'd make everyone's tongue raw from eating that much. Yeah, that would just be another weekend at Thailand. Oh. So let's <laughs> let's uh, talk about our topic. But before that, before we get to our main our main top topic, we're going to discuss the announce discuss and announce the winner of the Taylor Swift contest. So, in case you missed it two weeks ago, and in case you're missing it now uh, on YouTube. We have Astromedes holding his nice, nice, cute little cat. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Otherwise, if you're just like listening, but you're, you miss the cat content, you can catch the audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. But you do that, you don't get the live cat content. So, but back to Taylor Swift. So on the last episode during the sports <laughs> games and during our Super Bowl predictions, we made the most sports relevant prediction and that is is exactly how many seconds taylor swift was going to appear on camera specifically from kickoff until the end of the game and wouldn't you know it wouldn't you know it the game went into overtime which meant bonus bonus taylor swift time that's right and i've heard multiple reports though the the total amount of time it was 51 seconds, 54 seconds, 55 seconds, though the most reports that I've seen have corroborated the 54-second marker, 54 seconds. So that means the Taylor Swift contest winners are a tie between Jamie Owls 
and Simbu, who guessed 60 seconds, 60 seconds being the closest, with Storm's guess of 45 seconds being the second closest. Then you had Mobster with 34 seconds. You had myself with 24. You had Jason with zero. And yes. you had Astromedes, <laughs> who didn't want to dignify any of that with a response. <laughs> he pleaded the fifth. Infinity was my response. And in a way, maybe maybe Astromedia is, is the winner because Taylor Swift knows no end. Yeah, so what is zero because I didn't care. <laughs> so 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 what what is the prize? We gotta gotta know what is the prize, and the prize is the satisfaction of knowing that the Superb Owl enjoyed the highest ratings ever for the game with over 123 million viewers tuning in. So thank you, Taylor Swift, for making the Super Bowl such an exciting event to watch and. There, yeah, there were two teams that played two, right? So, congrats again, San Fernando Chiefs and Kansas City 69ers. So, there, there you have it. The, the, the fantastic Taylor Swift win winners. Congratulations, Simbu and Jamie Owls. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For prize, more sweet tarts. <laughs> yes. And that's the gift that keeps on giving. And now we have a kitty. <laughs> That's uh, in, for the YouTube. I was viewers, expecting the yeah. almost almost had it, didn't you? <laughs> for for the non YouTube videos, Jamie Alice has changed her picture to what her eyes currently look like after ingesting all of those sweet tarts. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so so now that we got we've pretty much got the Taylor Swift stuff out of the way. Let's dive right into the main topic, and that's going to be the multiplayer games. But this one's going to be a focus kind of specifically on video games that see players working together towards a single goal, such as completing the main game itself. These, these kind of games have a, a long history, especially back in the arcade days, because, of course, nearly all gaming had be begun in the arcades, and a lot of that the, the two-player co-op really started there. Uh, especially with stuff like beat-em-ups, but we did already just touch upon the beat-em-ups on a, a pretty recent podcast episode, so make sure you check that out. Uh, but that's actually the, the, a great example of the type of games we're speaking of. Uh, two players or more where apl applicable working together to take down a threat by level has had legs within beat-em-ups as well as others like uh, platformers, shmups, and more. So we're just going to kind of get right down to it and, and get to talking about some of our favorite experiences we've had playing these simultaneous game games with friends and family together. So I'll, I'll ask the, the, the crew here what some of your favorite arcade and or NES simultaneous video games have been. And then I'm going I'm to put the little note or caveat. Remember that Super Mario Brothers 1 and 3 are not simultaneous games because both players take turns. They're, they're not both going at, at the same time. So keep, kind of keeping that in mind. Um, it, again, it's two players playing at once. And we are going to ask the poor, tired, sore-throated Jason the 13th. What are some of your favorite arcade or NES simultaneous video games? Ooh, well, if you're going arcade, it was always the Marvel stuff because that was my go-to growing up is just Marvel anything. So the X-Men, the Wolverine, the Avengers, all of those were great. And we keep you keep calling them two-player, but you know, arcade was like four-player half the time. So <laughs> that was the most fun is when you got four players to actually play at the same time. But if you're going out of arcades, 
you you mentioned uh, in one of the in the email that monsters in my pocket was one. I do not recall that being. Then again, it may have just been me playing it solo and not with my brothers on that one. But that would be up there my favorite games, even though I don't remember it being a co-op game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Snake Rattle and Roll was an awesome one. Um, oh my gosh, uh, I remember having a lot of fun with the Bubble Bobble games. But for the old stuff, that would be like the old, old stuff that I do recall offhand. Nice. I, I remember Snake Run and Roll. That was a mm -hmm. really hard game, but like it's just cool. Oh, yeah. Snakes and eating. <clears throat> you have to eat, eat crazy crap and you have to <laughs> lick a foot and you, you have to weigh yourself down to open a, a door on a scale or something. It was really, really kind of crazy, but it was fun. <laughs> Uh, Astromedes, how about you? Do you get any arcade or NES simultaneous style games? Maybe you played with your your brother and tortured. Yeah. Um. So we we played a lot of you know competitive games, but uh, so in terms of the arcade, uh, Gauntlet Two, uh, I played a lot of in the arcades. Um, I loved Gauntlet Two. I still think it's uh, it was like one of the best games of uh or, no i'm sorry golden axe too i apologize i i played a lot of gauntlet also but i feel like golden axe was a more fun overall game and satisfying like the first couple gauntlets were actually pretty okay also i played those some of the arcades um but in terms of like the games i would say i was kind of most excited about really loved as co-op games i played a ton of um double dragon 2 which was discussed a bit i know in the uh beat em up podcast but double dragon 2 is great because it's basically very similar uh like you know difficulty to double dragon 1 which is very um and with the added fun of being able to both fight with and against uh the other player you're playing with so there were definitely a lot of double dragon 2 kind of promising runs me and my brother would have that would just devolve into a fight between our characters until one of them just killed the other one and then continued on with their one or two <laughs> remaining lives and eventually died in the game <laughs> but uh yeah i'd say double dragon 2 and then river city ransom also on nes i loved and played a ton of both solo and uh with my brother again a lot on that one i know again that was kind of discussed during the beat em up podcast but really good early like uh mix of rpg elements in a very like actiony arcadey game where at the time it wasn't that common yet to really see those sorts of things being used um so <laughs> that was it's a really fun game really just fun to look at too that um I forgot what they call uh, their style. Like, what is it? Kunio or Kunio Kun? Yeah. I want to say it was Kunio. the name of the game in Japan originally or whatever. This whole series of River City in the U.S. Uh, games. But, yeah, they look great in addition to be really, being really fun. But, yeah, and I think that game, for some reason in that game, it would... It was much more rare that it would devolve into like a slugfest between me and my brother, even though I think you could hit each other in that one, too, or possibly only hit each other with thrown items may have been the case in that one. Um, but I'll mention as I kind of put my list together here, we also played Chip and Dale 
rescue rangers uh <laughs> and like i noticed this common theme of a lot of these co-op games i remember the common theme is you can throw the other person so <laughs> chip, chip and dale you can throw the other person uh double dragon i think technically you could throw them because i believe there was still some kind of grapple hold yeah like a thing. melee thing yeah something like that and then uh yeah i guess those are the only ones from this generation that qualify but i think in every kind of generation i went through there was an example of one of them you can throw them and it's a feature i remember <clears throat> from the game yeah it's funny i i remember playing river city ransom with my older brother and it was the same thing had that spirit of cooperation and work together but not so much to where you know you could you could pick up an annoying brother and throw him over a over into a pond and that immediately <laughs> kills them and they lose half their money so you mentioned gauntlet um i want to kind of spec on that for a second because the first gauntlet on the nes uh, I think it was only two player, but Gauntlet Two was four players simultaneous. If I if I'm remembering that right, I think you're probably right. Yeah, because I remember that it wasn't a huge difference on it. Didn't feel like on the NES between Gauntlet One and Two. I think like there were basically just like some slightly updated graphics, maybe a few kind of more unique level features. <laughs> and yeah, the I I think I also remember that's when you jumped from that must have been when did the NES four player adapter come out? I think in eighty eight or eighty nine. Pro probably even okay. Really? Yeah, okay. I wonder when Gauntlet 2 came out, because yeah, I've, it must have been right around the same time. That would kind of make sense. Um but nineteen eighty six. Okay, so a little earlier than that, yeah. There you go. In interesting, but yeah, the, the Gauntlet games were like, I always found the Gauntlet games kind of like fun but flawed. Like I always <laughs> wanted them to be a bit better, sometimes remember them being a bit better than they actually were. And like every time I've gone back to play them, it's like, oh, this is fun. And I feel like I put it down about 15 minutes later. <laughs> He's yeah, just it... mad because he always needs food badly. <laughs> <laughs> they all do. They're so hungry in that game. Yep. Their, their, their health just drains even without it. Um, I, yep. I, I had to do the Dr. Google because Gauntlet 2 did release in 86 in the arcades. The NES port was in 1990. Oh, so I, okay. I, I don't know what the four-year delay was about. Maybe it was something where they <laughs> purposely delayed it for the uh, multi-tap. That, that'd be my guess. It could make sense, yeah. <laughs> um. Storm, let, let, let me ask you, what are your what were some of your favorite arcade and or NES simultaneous multiplayer games that 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 you had enjoyed? Oh, to be honest, a whole lot of video gaming came late in life for me. So a lot of the earlier stuff that you're mentioning, I missed out on outside of playing some here or there in the arcade, as we've talked about um before. But one of my favorites is Ms. Pac-Man. There was a, for the Sega Genesis, there was a mode where you could work together to clear out um, certain mazes and stuff. And my mom and I played that a lot together. So that that memory just trumps all of the others. Um, because that game, is again, is just so much fun. And as you all know, who have been listening since the beginning of time of this podcast, <laughs> I just love Pac-Man. So surprise, surprise that this Pac-Man would show up um there was another one though rampage Ooh, yeah. oh i yes. forgot rampage yeah. rampage yeah. was fun I love rampage yes so there's my <laughs> my two um rampage i just love destroying the buildings and whatever <laughs> just wreaking <laughs> havoc as one of the big ape or something so 
Yeah. That's interesting. You mentioned the Pac-Man multiplayer thinking about it. It seems like that could actually work really well, <laughs> like really simply too. like you could do with two players. You can kind of mess with the AI of the ghosts more and everything. I'd imagine a bit. That seems fun. It, it was, and you could, you know, they would, uh, it's been forever, but they would increase the speed of the ghosts, of course, as you go along, but then adding two, they would go a little bit faster, but it was easier to clear out some of the levels that just seemed impossible to do because of just one person and the ghost. So having another person to take care of them helped out a lot. Yeah. So it made it fun. And you got the hazard, though, of, and I remember th this being an issue when both like Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man are going, if you happen to run into each other, you both go skidding in the direction you came from and you, yes. cannot, you cannot move until uh, your character runs, runs into a wall. Like, yep. So like, it, it's great if you're really good and coordinated about yeah. it, but you got to be careful of that. Yep. Otherwise, you get um, tossed right back into a ghost. You know, like a shock, <laughs> like a shockwave grenade went off, and <laughs> you're going backwards from where you came from. Yep, you get yeeted. <laughs> yes, yes. That's an interesting thing to add on to uh, make a little uh, add a risk part to the reward of having uh, two players. Mm -hmm. yeah, punishment, <laughs> punishment for your help. Um. Simbu, how about you? What kind of um, did you have any sort of experiences with simultaneous gameplay with ar arcades and NES games? So, NES, uh, realistically, my only real experience was what was Contra. Um, that was a lot of fun, frustrating as all can be, but a lot of fun. Um, Moving over to arcade play, Jason 13th mentioned, you know, the Marvel stuff. So X-Men, Avengers, Storm Rose mentioned Rampage. Um, fun fun fact about Rampage, I have met Brian Collin, who was the lead uh, creator of Rampage. And interesting fact about it, it was concepted at a White Castle. Yeah. It's just a fun, weird fact. They came up with the <laughs> idea for Rampage while eating eating at a White Castle restaurant. It's, I believe, they're in the Craver White Castle Craver Hall of Fame for it, which is kind of fun. That's again awesome. Great they Chicago can't... company, Midway. Can't yeah. say enough good. <laughs> I I think uh, Brian Collins may have shown up at a game jam that I did. One of the, like the couple game jam things I did. There were like I think one or two old school midway guys there i don't know if it was him or not for sure yeah nice. he um he used to be at when a uh, pheasant run in uh was still around and they would host their pop culture con he was always there huh <laughs> that's cool yeah i didn't play a lot of rampage on the nes or or the arcade i did on the N nintendo 64 version because that was like pretty i felt like it was arcade perfect because the, the whole gameplay and everything like that ran ran quick. The actual arcade game is super small. So, of course, it's going to fit on a N64 cart. But that, that, it was a lot of fun to be able to, to smash stuff. And the gameplay gets repetitive, but it's Rampage. Were you expecting to win a, an Oscar for being a giant lizard or ape? or rat destroying buildings. No, you're just, you're just in, especially the, the, the world tour when you can, can like go to different <laughs> cities in Illinois, like you're in Peoria or you're in Moline or something like that. And then you go to Wisconsin and you go to green. I, I think there was a green Bay 
or something like that. It was it was probably cool. it was very easy since they really weren't any different. Basically, <laughs> like different color scheme, I guess, is mainly <laughs> seemed to be the difference. And of course, one last one for arcades for this time frame, because I do have other ones, but the Simpsons game. Uh, it was a fun one too. That's it a was good crap. one too. Yeah, I forgot. It was about crap. That. <laughs> I hate the Simpsons. I hate it. Uh huh. Liar. The Simpsons did it. The Simpsons did it. <laughs> I was just gonna say the Simpsons did it. <laughs> Simpsons did it. 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 Let's get it all out of our system. Yes. No. <laughs> oh. You know why the Simpsons did it? Ah, oh, so fun. They That's took so our jobs. They took your jobs. Okay. Jamie Owls, uh, or I should probably emphasize the meows based on the picture mm-hmm. we're seeing here on YouTube. Uh, what are some of your favorite arcade and or NES simultaneous video games? I don't really recall playing a lot of arcade games, except for before Street Fighter and Pac-Man. Uh, Mortal Kombat, but NES simultaneously games, I would guess. Um, Oh gosh, I'm going blank now. What was the name of it? Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I used to play that a lot. Um, Growing up as a kid with my brother, he had a couple of Ninja Turtle games. Um, Most recently with you, uh, uh, Bubble Bobble with those two little dragons. Yep. Bomberman, also Double Dragon. I played um with my brothers when we were little. So those were the only uh games for the NES that you get to play with uh, other people. Now, while I got you, if, if we move up a generation, what about the Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis? Jamie Allison. Um, Total Jam and Earl. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I yeah, played Toe Jam think. in all, so, My yeah. mind's going blank. <laughs> no, that's a, that, that's definitely a good one. I know, um, I think I had you play uh, the Turtles in Time game on the Super Nintendo with me a little bit. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Yeah. Oh, and of course, Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog playing two-player on those and Smash Brothers. Yeah, I, I, obviously Smash being a few generations in the, in the future as poor Astromedes is getting eaten by a cat. Uh, again, if, if you're missing this on and you're just listening to this through the podcast, make sure you tune in to Infernal Fox Gaming Podcast on YouTube to watch Astromedes get eaten by a cat. <laughs> and enjoy oh. every second of it. <laughs> you go, <"Aw." laughs> Um. Speaking of Astromedes, uh, how about how about it? Any SNES, Sega Genesis simultaneous gems? Uh, I also played Toe Jam and Earl. Um, I I really liked it on Genesis at the time. Uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, I think, was Super Nintendo and Genesis. I played it on Genesis, but I loved Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I thought it was a really fun co-op. Uh, it was uh, basically like how to describe it. it was sort of like a 
top-down like exploration shooter sort of thing where it's like you have all these kind of weird wacky weapons like water guns and stuff like that and you're you're like uh, two kind of teenagers whose neighborhood has been overrun by zombies and each level tended to have like really kind of like interesting different monsters that would have kind of like weird different ways of behaving and it was just really like kind of chock full of like flavor and content there were a ton of levels too it was something crazy there were like 99 levels or something um and yeah it was it was a really fun game i'm surprised how much i played it i i think i played it a bit when i was young and then kind of more uh in em emulated form later um but uh i uh i'll mention general chaos again just because it was like you could work in teams well, i guess you were actually fighting each other i guess technically general chaos wasn't co-op but uh, I remember liking Contra Hardcore a lot on Genesis. Uh, I played a lot of Contra Hardcore <laughs> with my brother, which I felt like somehow for a Contra game, probably because it made much sort of weirder characters, it felt like it had a lot more um, kind of uh, like style than some of the other Contra games. Uh, but yeah, Contra Hardcore was really fun and pretty difficult. Streets of Rage 3, I played a lot of. I played pretty much all the Streets of Rage games. Um, and Gunstar Heroes, which is this generation's you-can-throw-each-other entry. Um, <laughs> I played a lot and do remember tossing each other a lot in this one. But uh, this game was so hectic and you couldn't actually shoot each other that it never really devolved into a full-out fest like that. Though I do remember now as I talk about it, I remember we'd clear out enemies and I would usually attempt to jump over to where he was and throw him somewhere he didn't want to be repeatedly while there were no enemies <laughs> on the screen. So I, I tried to make it obnoxious <laughs> wherever I could. Um, did you ever play the Zombie Ate My Neighbor sequel, Ghoul Patrol? I heard about it, but I think never actually played it. Or if I did, maybe I fired it up in emulation like one time or something. But yeah, I, I didn't really play it. No, I don't really know anything about it. So it's uh, I have a uh, order pre I, I got a pre-order pickup coming hopefully this Thursday to Best Buy a physical copy of Zombie at My Neighbor Neighbors Plus Ghoul Patrol for the Switch. And I'm like, I. Oh, neat. I got to get a physical copy of that because that's going to be another one of those that's probably not going to be a easy pickup. I, I have a feeling. Um, what do you mean by that? Not going to be an easy pickup? Because I noticed a lot, a lot of these physical, a physical is dying too. It's going to be one of the ones that it just, they probably oh, just hard to find. You mean I got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I understand. So. No, those are good, some some really good picks. I, I have a lot of appreciation with the the Sega Genesis stuff, especially with my my more recent history with that. Man, I I need to get more into Contra Hardcore though. I I only put in a, a couple hours into that, and I need to like put a lot more so I can really appreciate what what it's done. I mean, just seeing the Castlevania game on the Genesis and how unique that was. Uh, but still feeling like a Castlevania. That's the same thing with Contra hard Hardcore. It's unique, but it's still Contra at its heart. So, uh, Storm, I know you had mentioned uh, Ms. Pac-Man for the Genesis already. Did you have any other uh, gems that, that you had simultaneous gameplay with on, on that, that system or the Super Nintendo? You know, does all I can think of right now on the Genesis is the Sonic the Hedgehog 2. When Tails came in, does that count? Yeah, I'd I say it counts. Okay, 
Okay, because yes, that had played that one. And I just I was happy I got that on the Switch for gold, so I spent no money on it. But nice. um yeah. So I forgot then obviously Sonic, if that since that counts, because my cousin and I would try to play. We would get through a few levels and then get frustrated and give up <laughs> and start again. But you know. Um so that that would be the only one. When you mentioned that you used the points on it, did you get the Sega Ages version? That that's one you got. Yes. I need yes. to get. I need to get you the Sonic Origins uh, Plus because that's the Sonic's uh, one, two, and three in CD, but widescreen. Um, Ooh, okay. It is the definitive way to play. Although the bad thing is that it doesn't have the Michael Jackson music from Sonic Three, so. Um, hmm. Darn. <laughs> take that I mean, for what for what it is. I I I can't say like I'm a huge fan of his work, but the the yes. music tracks of uh, acts uh, no zone zones four through six in the original Sonic Three it slaps. It's it's fantastic. He the the music on that is excellent. Awesome. So I'll I have think, to check it out. I th- yeah, sure. I think that that might be a uh, birthday present idea for you or or, or something. Mm-hmm. That works. <laughs> uh, Jake, Jason the 13th, how about you? What kind of Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so, simultaneous games you got? All right. I, I have to be the downer on Sega because I didn't own a Sega and I didn't play like any of the multiplayer games on Sega. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Super Nintendo, only two big ones that I can recall that we owned that came to mind. Battletoads Double Dragon. That game was awesome even though it is considered a beater-up one, but one that is not a beater-upper and probably my one of my favorites of this type of game, and I don't know what kind of, it, like, what do you consider it? Uh, where you're in the spaceships and you're going from 2D and along, just along the level, not like, uh, oh my gosh, not like, like Paperboy where you're going straight up a thing, you're going along, super R-type. That oh. was always a fun, fun game to play with my brothers. Was Super R-Type co-op? Because Yes, you, the two of you can play at the same time when I'm almost positive. And if it wasn't Super R-Type, I'm thinking of a wrong game then. Yeah, may, maybe even Grand or something like that. I am positive Super R-Type was where you had the two players at the same time going. Or I wonder if it's R-Type 3. Oh, Maybe. Like I said, maybe I'm thinking the wrong game because it's been so long, but... Yeah, I know there were a couple of those <clears throat> early shooters that did let you do, like, two players. Or and there was one of them that... throw another ship on the screen? I know me and my brothers played the crap out of it. <laughs> and I thought it was super R-type. Yeah, because some of those games, man, you freaking need... You need that need. second player. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Simbo, how about you? What 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 about Sega Genesis, <laughs> Super Nintendo, simultaneous silliness? Did you have to sew through? So, Battletoads X Double Dragon. Yep, obviously. Um, again, we're gonna go. Got to go with beat 'em. You know, again, we cover beat 'em up. So, Streets of Rage, Golden Axe. A um, lot of lot of great memories of playing. You know that. If we if I'm remembering it correctly, I believe Time Crisis for the Genesis allowed two players. Hmm. If I remember correctly. Because I, I think you could purchase 
a set the second gun and have two of you at the same time even though you're not on screen together but it's still i it still kind of qualifies because you are both shooting at the same uh targets so of course later generations again i have more of those but those are arcade games i know it's funny um, like uh, games like that, I sort of slept on, especially on the Super Nintendo. I hear a lot of people enjoyed, uh, like Sun, uh, like Sunset Riders on the Super Nintendo, where you can be two players and and both fire at the screen and and or uh, fight at the screen. Like I, I really miss some really good games. Sorry, Simple. Go ahead. <laughs> um, the last one that I really I want to mention, and if I'm wrong, I know Inferno Fox is going to. Hang me by my toenails from his, you know, Mario statue, but Kirby All Stars, superstar. If I'm superstar, there we go. Take, I make sure you grow those toenails so I can hang you. <laughs> no, that was but, a dude. That was an awesome two-player co-op game. That was yeah. Awesome. It was sort of like a campaign thing, wasn't it? Like it was yeah. you played actually through a whole set of levels, sort of thing. It wasn't just a one-off. Yeah, like te technically, they they say eight games in one, but really it's yeah. uh, seven separate single player campaigns, and then like two additional games, but they're more like mini games. Yeah, and and like it was awesome too because you you could be Kurt with like the main. It's almost like Sonic and Tails in a way, but where Kirby he then creates his own ally based off of the, of the power he absorbs, and you can have that ally. It, it that ally does have an energy bar and it can deplete, but that it, ally is essentially can be regenerated with a different power or or something like that. It was. Uh, it, it, I would often play uh, bodyguard duty for my older brother, who would be Kirby, whenever we would play together for that reason. I, I remember a lot of times getting in arguments over who was going to be player one. <laughs> because as everybody who has played the game knows, when you create the copy power or copy secondary second player, they turn into the character of the power so it's not just uh kirby with a, a goofy hat it you know if it's bob if it's bob on if it's the bomb the bomber guys you turn into the little you know elf guy with the bomb so it was always an argument over who's gonna be kirby because i want to play as <laughs> i want to be player two which is <laughs> generally a rare thing in any co-op game for somebody who wants to be player two that's kind of the reverse of the Sonic situation where you're just a second-class citizen who doesn't get a camera <laughs> preference. Uh. Yeah, Kirby <laughs> still gets camera preference, but at least you get to be the cool bomb guy. Or See, I, I, always, I always like to be the waddle do with the, the, the little creature with the big eye. <laughs> with the bean. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the elf bomb guy looked pretty hilarious. As soon as you said it, I could like see the guy sprite <laughs> in my head. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I have to do a quick cut in. So you were correct. Super R-Type was not the game I was thinking of. Super R-Type is a solo player. Phalanx. Oh yeah, with the goofy freaking yep, with the cover, right? Old, old man on the banjo <laughs> on the cover for whatever reason. That's the one that you could be the two players at the same time and we played all the time. Yeah, it was a great it was a great shoot 'em up. The the I had, it was good, the music was good. I totally that was bugging me. I had to look it all up. <laughs> so, 
That's awesome. And I realize that I've asked you guys, I haven't given my answers on any of the, any of this Bojaz. Um, I guess arcade, same thing where it's probably the TMNT games, um, the arcade game and the uh, TMNT Turtles in Time, maybe Simpsons, um, NES, uh, probably uh, RC Param 2. Loved, loved, loved playing that. I remember playing that with uh my buddy ray at the time and my older brother we we literally went from the, the beginning of the game to the end and around again uh all in like one night overnight thing so like that 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 was a lot of fun and then sega genesis uh streets of rage definitely was a lot of fun playing that with jamie owls and uh shoot super nintendo um i'm gonna i'm gonna say this i don't i didn't really play this with anybody else but Secret of Mana apparently was really, really big co-op because think think action RPG, but you can play with three people. So you've got three characters and you you have experience points and you level up and you level up spells, but you're 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 playing with two other people right right there. So I thought that the idea or concept of that was really great, but I just never played it as a as a kid, which is surprising. You'd have thought that'd be something me and my older bro brother would have done, but um, so yeah, that's that's definitely a, a few of my choices. But as we're we're sort of getting into the like the next few generations, one thing Nintendo had to focus on with like the Nintendo sixty four and game and the GameCube was multiplayer gameplay. Again, uh, sort of in person, wh whether or not it was simultaneous. Uh, after all, the Nintendo sixty four was the first system built in with uh, four controller jacks insofar as it being like a Nintendo system, but it was the GameCube's generation that started to see the inception of online play with GameCube having stuff like Fantasy Star Online, PS2 having Final Fantasy XI, and I think <clears throat> Xbox had uh, Halo 2 that, that could be online. And really from there, multiplayer ex gameplay experiences really seemed to have largely moved from that away from that like in-person couch co-op sort of thing to really just being online only. So I want to kind of ask your your thoughts on this. Um, like, what, what are your thoughts on that overall movement? What has been lost with that in-person experience versus what we have now with everybody connecting online from their homes? Um, Simbu, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, for one, if somebody doesn't wear deodorant, you don't have to smell them. Um. <laughs> no, um, it's... It's nice because we get to play with, you know, people like Storm, uh, uh, you know, a member of our crew here who doesn't live close by, who, you know, wouldn't be able to make these things, um, especially like the people in Scurry Face were through, were, you know, spread out through all out the country and, you know, to game together, we can all, you know, get together online and we can all game and we set up a Facebook voice call and we all, you know, talk crap to each other and bully each other there and, it's all from a place of love, so nobody get upset. Um, you know, it, it definitely helps. Um, you know, again, saves saves my back from lugging that giant, you know, <laughs> what twenty seven inch box TV up two flights of stairs to uh, yours and mobster's apartment, and you know, at the time uh, to I set up, you know. I think Xbox. it traumatized Simbu. He's brought that up multiple times throughout our podcast. <laughs> hey, it is a it is true, and probably the reason I have back pain today. Um, You're probably not wrong, but <laughs> exactly. Um, 
But at the same time, you know, those were those those nights were experiences that you can't really put that kind of a price on. You know, getting the the gang together, you know, and instead of you know having to listen for a reaction when you you know, an Inferno Fox and myself, you know, clash swords 30 times and then Mobster shows up with a uh, plasma grenade and gets both of us. Um, you know, there's there's a real time, you know, sense of, you know, community and togetherness there that you can't just roughly, you can't exactly replicate online. The, um, so the, the problem with that, though, is it wasn't Mobster with a grenade. It was you and I butting budding horns like rhinoceros until one of us had an angle on the other and we both kill each other <laughs> well, i remember there was a few times where the random plasma grenades would show up and we would both get you jason know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no th- those are definitely good points I, and i agree with you too where it's like you you the accessibility of the online gameplay as a whole does allow all of us to be able to get together without having to maybe even risk uh, physical contact. If that that's a whole thing. I mean, the, the event that we shall not name by name that rhymes with Schmovid has sort of really proven that. So the, in a way it's nice, but you lose that whole FaceTime sort of experience of now you're in your forties and you got back pain from lugging the 27 inch TV, <laughs> but at least, at least you've got the, the memories to sort of, sort of have that. Um, Jason, the 13th, what are your thoughts on that? Just in general. Uh, like, like Simbu said, uh, for as long as you know, the people, it's an awesome feature. It's when you're doing the random internet people and you get paired up with some kid who just wants to mess around while you're trying to beat the game or you can't cooperate because you can't communicate (laughs) because you don't have mics to talk to them or whatever. But that's where the problems in lie. Um, But for the general, it's actually a good feature because like that uh, with Storm living so far away, if we want to play the same game. We can do it still. But like I said, the only issues is when you do the random people and you find the people who don't want to play or are the, um, I don't even know what the right word for all the hate that's out there that people just spew all their nonsense while they're trying to game and oh, the, the, the insults the trolls. and everything. The trolls. Yeah, that too. Trolls. Yeah. I was gonna that, say the, that's the, the bad part side the crazy people on the street corner <laughs> yeah but liz simbu made all the good points already i can't think of anything to add <laughs> to what he said so i'm just mainly I pointing out the once. bad side uh-huh. <laughs> about time about time there simbu jeez <laughs> hey storm don't forget to slide all right oh, oh it's on now <laughs> <laughs> love you <laughs> oh storm anything that else that you want to add that maybe uh jason mm-hmm. or possibly simbu has forgotten <laughs> <laughs> oh a whole bunch of stuff now no, I'm kidding. Your downside yeah. she can't hit me right now <laughs> yeah no just wait wait until you need heals or oh oh i need shield oh oh i'm down smell the good for you anyway all their points were were very 
very well made. Um, I've been speaking to kindergarteners all day today, so <laughs> still have some of like that. I forget I'm speaking to adults. So <laughs> you can, you know, we used to play Turkey Con or go to Turkey Con. My husband would, your older brother there at Inferno, he would go a lot. And that was lugging old computer monitors and you know, big computer towers and they would set up just it was almost like, not a warehouse, but someone would rent out this big, like maybe a gym auditorium and bunch of people would be there and connect on their land networks and, you know, all playing video games at the same time. And we joined a couple of times uh, when we later got internet and could join them through Doom and Quake to playing those online and running our own servers. So that was a whole bunch of fun. There is the the plus of having uh the games online is that like every you guys have pointed out is I live far away from you now. So being able to play any type of game online with you is great. Um there is a game what was it, the Evil Dead West that Simbu and I started that was a co-op and I've been able to play like Zombie Army Party uh, with friends as well. The Zombie Army Party 3 and 4 because of the online stuff. Unfortunately, there was the downside of the online stuff that there's a whole bunch of keyboard warriors, everyone that feels that they can say and do what they want because they're behind the screen and can't you can't see them. One of those almost almost ruined my Fortnite experience, and that's why I will no longer go into uh, if I go to play Fortnite, my party's locked, and I no longer have uh, just like throw me into anything. I used to do that just because I didn't really know anyone who was playing, and one bad experience made me turn that off, and that was it because I didn't need to hear all that they were spewing. And so then that is the downside because. Humans are just humans and are trash sometimes. So, but the technology is great in that I love being able to play anything with you guys because we can. So we may not be in the same room, but at least we have, you know, the internet to connect with and play some sort of video games. Yeah, absolutely. And it really helps to to highlight a lot of that, that sort of technological aspect to uh, be able to connect when you're so far away. Um, and Jamie, I'll, I'll kind of ask you the same thing. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I know you don't do a lot of online playing, so but uh, you've seen me do a lot of it. So, uh, do you have any thoughts on this? For me personally, I would not do online gaming with people that I do not know. Just like with Simu and Stormrose Sky <laughs> mentioned, there are evil people in the world, some of them, and they think they could just say whatever behind a keyboard. And honestly, I don't really want to deal with that. Um, but just like on the good side of that, you are able to still connect with people who are either friends or family who may not live close to you. So you're still able to have that uh, closeness and connectedness um, connection to be able to play uh, fun games with each other and still feel um not so alone um but yeah and also the whole big box tv when we were talking about i used to have one and it 
it broke a lot on me. So I remember always having to buy a new TV and then carrying it and trying to hook it up in my bedroom was very not fun. But yeah, I used to watch you um, play Fortnite with everyone. And it does look fun, especially when you're playing with people you know. And I think that what makes it even more enjoyable because other people you don't know um, could be like mean or not fun to play with. So it's just, I don't know, like if it's different if you're in like a community in person and you're playing games together, you can meet face to face versus if you were just online and you know, some people can be just very immature and just say whatever they want, just thinking that they're being funny by being jerks. But for me, like, I personally just choose to play games on my own or once in a very great while, maybe do an online game with Storm of Sky if we ever wanted to, which I know will be a lot of fun. And she won't go after me like she's planning on with Simbu right now, I bet. Exactly. You are always one step away from taking my spot, Jamie Owls. Just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds like the, the main thing, and this is exactly what I was going to say, like the main thing we've kind of honed in on is the fact that, you know, <laughs> like it's kind of more so even than the fact the difference of whether you're playing online and in person, what actually like matters is like, is it, you know, are we playing with a random person? Or are you playing with someone, you know, you're playing with someone, you know, you get most of still not all, but you get most of the same benefits as like, if you were playing in person with them and you're probably more likely to have, you know, voice chat on and all that kind of thing to make the experience at least sort of close to what it would be playing with that person, you know, actually in person. But yeah, the danger of the online situation is just the way the internet works with people online. Uh, if you're dealing with random people, you know, it, it can be a bad experience. So I think what we're seeing more and more of in games is game design that, uh, you know, encourages or forces, uh, you know, a, if not positive sort of like neutral interaction between people and, you know, game games have tried this to various degrees of success. Like I remember, you know, when I first played Hearthstone, it seemed like Hearthstone was, a maybe early ish game that decided on, you know, you just have this handful of emotes. You have these, like whatever it was, five emotes that you can do and you can't communicate other than that. Well, even people will even try to, you know, grief that. Like I remember in Hearthstone when the other player was, you know, being a jerk, they would, you know, just repeatedly say hello or whatever at you. And it's like, oh, they're being a jerk with that. You can mute them pretty easily. Uh, so it wasn't really a big deal. That was their only means of interacting and you can mute it. But yeah, it's interesting to see as time goes on what uh, designers try to do in terms of just like making the experience as good as it possibly can be and like minimizing the possibility of those terrible experiences that everyone has had, particularly women, as we see anecdotally in the uh, experiences related by our uh, group here. Well, yeah, it's uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's interesting you bring up the what developers and stuff are doing as a lot of people who may or may not know a lot of voice chats are starting to be recorded um, in, in on the consoles like PlayStation party chats are starting to be recorded Xbox is doing chat monitoring Fortnite has chat monitoring stuff like that so you know it it is 
kind of something that they're trying to, uh, again, ramp up, it seems like, to get the, you know, bullying, the trolling, the, you know, the, the Bojaz, the toxic, exact toxicity, perfect, thank you, Inferno Fox, mm-hmm. to get that out of gaming and bring it back to, you know, and I make the, I'm going to make a comparison here to the haunt, like the haunt community, the haunt community as, as a whole, we're, you know, we're a bunch of misfits. You know, we're a bunch of, you know, weirdos, a bunch of creeps that all came together and decided to scare the living bejesus out of people. And, you know, that's kind of what the the gaming community needs to get back to is we're all a bunch of weirdos. We're all a bunch of nerds. We're jocks. We're whatever. But we're all on here having fun. Yeah, I mean, I think that'll never happen, though, because I think part of the thing now is the gaming is so much more mainstream. Yes. That like gonna you're say. gonna have a much wider audience than even before because it, you're as you mentioned it you're you know you're exactly right in that like when the community is more like that like the chances of toxicity are gonna be probably a lot lower if you're dealing with a group that already yeah. is like not the widest representation and it's sort of like a niche group let's say but as soon as it it does tend to open up it becomes a it, it, you get this sort of gatekeeping mentality and it's a, mm-hmm. it's essentially being a four like a, it's being a four-year-old holding a toy and not feeling as special because there's now 3.4 million people that have your toy and you just don't feel as special <laughs> and the fact that now your little community is so opened up and everything like that and it's it I, I agree with you. It, it, it's sad that that's the case, but it's a thing where we need to remember the the days where when I remember being like a kid where you, you would only say that you enjoyed video games in hushed tones for fear of being ostracized and everything like that. Like we need yeah. uh, the D&D clause. I, I feel like <laughs> yeah, I, I, nerd, <laughs> nerd, nerd. We, we need to be able to celebrate the fact that gaming is so open and so, so such a thing where you have so such a wide diverse set of individuals that are not only getting in, into playing them but making the games as well because only with that sort of sort of diverse set of people do you get that diverse set of thinking and you get uh unique video game experiences that aren't like the 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 same beats that are constantly being hit because when you can innovate with games you you tend to make some fantastic stuff i mean look at nintendo how they constantly innovate with new stuff although that's a horrendous example just because of how closeted uh nintendo happens to be how closeted and conservative plus all the inherent uh our word system that that particular cultural schema tends to have but Let's get back to games. Let's get back to the, our, our yeah. simultaneous multiplayer video games. Because even with games favoring that sort of cooperative gameplay online versus in person, so like we've we've had a number a number of great titles that have come out even recently uh, to feature this. So some of the contemporary examples include like the Overcooked series, Overcooked One and Two, A Way Out, Cuphead, uh, Army of Two, and this guy right here, it takes two. Probably leading the pack is one of the the best examples of this. So I, I want to. I'm going to bug you again, Astrobedes, because uh, before the 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 start of the podcast, you mentioned you want uh, a couple of Steam titles. Um, not only go ahead and let us know some some of them, but also if you've played any of these uh, fantastic simultaneous current or contemporary games. 
Yeah, I uh, lately I, I feel like I'm always kind of searching for co-op games to play either uh, with my wife or with uh, my friend group, whatever. And not that much new stuff I've gotten super excited about, unfortunately, lately. But like I remember there was definitely it felt like there was kind of like an interesting little time where I was seeing sort of a lot of these, but like a, a good example of one of these more interesting, I think, uh, kind of indie games with a uh, cooperative nature was a game called Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. And it's a basically like it's a side view of a like spherical spaceship and you control a very small little, you know, humanoid person that runs around and goes up and down ladders inside the spaceship to get to different rooms where you can do different things that affect the spaceship. Like the spaceship is also moving in space throughout the level. So you have to be in the room that steers the thing to steer it. If you want to be shooting anything, you have to be in like the gun room to be shooting the, or actually the guns were placed at different points in the ship and you had to be standing in the room with the gun to actually use that gun. Uh, and the levels, like there were different kind of spaceship loadouts and there were uh, was a decent number of levels. I remember feeling like, uh, I remember feeling like I uh, wish there was sort of like more uh, content. Um, but uh, it was, the gameplay itself was really interesting. Uh, I also mentioned, you know, we, we talked about games like this too, but I'll briefly mention, you know, like a game like Terraria or, you know, Minecraft, whatever, is a very good candidate in this space. Not really one that I played a lot necessary, but necessarily, but definitely a lot of people have played, uh, particularly Minecraft. Um, and in, in kind of that vein, there was a sort of small but fun game uh in the pixel junk series of games um nom nom galaxy this one was called and it was sort of a terraria like thing except your explicit goal was to make a soup factory that made so many of a certain kinds of soup in every level and in every level you were sort of uh like these sort of robot astronaut type characters that would run around the planet and sort of harvest the resources that would be necessary for you to like build the big crazy Rube Goldberg machine that was your soup factory to use these particular ingredients that would uh pack up a spaceship that once it filled up with whatever the amount of stock necessary was it would blast off to you know your home planet that collected it or whatever uh, it was so you ostensibly worked for a, a soup company that went around uh, planet hopping to collect different uh, uh, intergalactic soup ingredients um, so that I remember really liking that one too I'll just mention actually yeah I guess that game wasn't online but yeah, there I I really like watching the space, uh, particularly games like Lovers in a like the games like that Lovers in a Space Time game where the mechanics are sort of unique. Like it's cooperative and it's sort of a unique uh, <laughs> setup. And I think there's a lot of potential for that in co-op games in general uh, because essentially it just boils down to you know do you need to do more than one thing at a time. If so, you know, you could make an interesting game concept around the balance of who's doing what with a with more than one player. Yeah, and that and that's really cool to be able to work together to to sort of head, head towards that 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 single goal goal as it were. And I like a lot of the unique sort of games that you suggested. I'm gonna have to uh, check out the Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time in particular. That is also out on the PS4. 
Uh, so, you know, ju just in case. Uh, one of the ones that I, I, I think sort of embodies that working together sort of thing is the Overcooked series. Um, I haven't played near as much as I, I'd like to. Jamie Alice, that'd be something that would be cool mm -hmm. for, for us to play together. Um, speaking of playing together, uh, we had a ton of fun with uh, It Takes Two. Uh, got about, uh, I think, 10 to 15 hours into it right yeah. Right before we kind of kind of tapered off playing it, uh, right before the the horrific murdering elephant scene on that. Oh, spoiler warning! Um, but yeah, it, it definitely, I felt like that one game of the year for a really good reason. It had really solid uh, platforming gameplay, and the gameplay itself like varied on every single level. Where one character would have a certain task and then another would maybe ha have something else. So like one person would be in charge of the gun and the other person would be in charge of the thing that helps move both, both characters. But if you wa wanted to stick with the same character the entire time, your role was going to, going to change and constantly interweave the, the entire, the entire time you played. It was really excellent in doing that. That also, not only could you play couch co-op, that was also available to, to play online also with randos, but you're not going to have as good of a, an experience as you would probably playing with, with somebody, you know, as we've really, as we've mentioned here, um, Jamie, Alves, am I missing anything or is there any other, uh, couch co-op games that could have released recently that, that you enjoyed? Um, of course the, it takes two game. I really enjoy playing, um, I guess the newest Mario Wonder that we're playing together right now is it's um good co-op game. I mean, you're a lot better than at it than I am because I keep dying like heck. <laughs> so and, yeah. And, and the, the the nice thing is uh Sorry, Astromedes, but they took away the ability to pick up and throw your allies in. in um, oh, no, that game gets an F in my book. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the new Super Mario Brothers series had that. That was a, a mainstay in all in uh, all five entries of, of that now tired series. But nope, they, they, they I think, fortunately took, took it away with the, the uh, Wonder series. <laughs> it would have been a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jason, how about you? What sort of um, couch co-op simultaneous contemporary games have you enjoyed? Actually, the the scariest part, the newest one that I have played, uh, me and my nephew really enjoyed Little Big Planet. Hmm. I was going to up Little Big Planet. That was a, a very one. fun game. Yep. Underrated. We played it in a while, but. Very underrated Mm -hmm. uh, game and series very very underrated but other than that one the only other one i could think of is that we tried the co-op and it wasn't nearly as good as the other ones uh super mario odyssey does have a co-op playthrough but it is so difficult to get a hang of because the second player only controls the hat <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, so one player's controlling Mario while the other player controls the hat and trying to co-op that one, not nearly as fun as the other games. Yeah, a, a better 3D Mario that, that had that on the same system as Super Mario 3D World. I can believe that. <laughs> um, Storm, how about you? 
You might be I muted. Am, oh, I am not muted. Look Up at there. that. I thought I had muted myself. <laughs> I am not. So I was like, oh, let me find the mute button. Um, <laughs> The only one I've been through lately, besides the zombie army party, is that Evil Dead West that I've played with Sabu. And you, your two cowboys following around this town, killing zombie alien things. And it's very bizarre, <laughs> but it's fun. You know, and and yeah. The only thing that stinks is because we played it on his. Like, it doesn't say all your progress is linked to side. that one. Yeah, that's yeah. a fundamental yeah. problem with those games. So, I think it's um, Evil West is the game you're talking about. Yes, yes, yes okay. that's, that's. I will rename things. <laughs> I'll rename it. Just correct me. It's fine. Because I'm old, so you know, my memories, whatever. I like where you went with it. Yeah, Evil Dead West. It made sense. (laughs) Right. I I I call that the Redfall problem, where when you play with other people, you don't advance forward, but only one person in the party does. Yeah, that's the Redfall problem. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Thanks, suckers. Oh, so, sorry, Simbu. What was that? Uh, whoever party leader is, they they advance forward. A uh, common issue in the old Borderlands here, uh, the old Borderlands games, um, but has been fixed. Um, Good in newer new newer iterations. And and while while you're uh, sort of enlightening on on us on that, so what sort of contemporary um, couch co-op games have you enjoyed that have come out recently? So I, I want to go back in time real quick to the PlayStation One era. Oh, that's I, I not contemporary. To, can't can't allow it. I want <laughs> I want to give a shout out here. I'm winding back the clock to when we were talking about <laughs> PS2 because you know Inferno Fox completely skipped PS1. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out to Jedi Powers Battles on the PS1. That was a lot of fun to play co-op. Um, so now that. We're back in back in regular time now. Um, I did play Army of Two. I enjoyed the fact that, like that, you know, you had to have the second player to complete the game, um, whether it was actual player controlled or CPU uh, AI controlled. Um, there was a lot of just comical moments, uh, such as you two try to open a door together. It's a sliding door. The one guy's holding it open, and he. You know, as you go, you know, the other guy goes to move through, he puts his foot back and trips him. And it there's there's a, a level of like brotherhood there that you don't see in a lot of games. So which made, you know, between the two characters made that very memorable. Um, Evil West was fun. Unfortunately, Storm, I kind of lost interest in it. Kind of got a little bit bland for me, but yeah, it was fun playing. It was fun playing with you. Yes, that's um, that's just about it. It was fun <laughs> with you. I tried once on my own. Sorry for interrupting. And it froze at one point at me. And I've not touched it since because oh, no. it did. It made the whole system freeze. And I was like, and we're done. It so was a it sign. Was, yes. Yeah. Um, other games again. Jason mentioned, you know, Little Big Planet. That was, a, you know, that's always a lot of, you know, yarny fun. Um. I haven't played It Takes Two, but, you know, kind of branch out a little bit. Um, and Borderlands. 
the the whole being able to drop in, drop out play style. You know, I could be playing and then, you know, Inferno Fox logs in and is like, hey, I'm going to jump in, you know, with Simbu because he's playing. Um, that's always a lot of fun because, again, it's the same thing. You guys are together, even though it's FPS and you may not be on the same screen together, but, you know, physically you're in the same uh, place and time together. So it's a lot of fun. You know, those are always a lot of fun. Um, I mean, that's kind of realistically, I think that's about it. Wow, was I don't play as many co-op games as I thought. Was uh, Left 4 Dead 2, was that co-op? Yes. Yes, yes. Left 4 Dead was definitely, yes. Left 4 Dead was a co-op, but if Left 4 Dead 1 was really great. Left 4 Dead 2, that needed... They kind of got a little wonky um, here and there, but yes, Left 4 Dead definitely was a lot of fun. Was a lot of fun to play. Gotcha. I was just wondering on that. I was looking back at, or trying to do some history research on on the topic overall. Like I, I felt like I couldn't get a definitive answer on that. Um, as we're rounding out here uh, and and sort of closing up shop, just want to see. Favorite memories. What's one of your favorite memories with some of these, any of these simultaneous games? Actually, let's just limit it to one memory. Your your most favorite for a simultaneous co-op game. Jamie Owls, I'm putting you on the spot right now. What is uh -oh. your what is your favorite memory? A favorite memory of a co-op game? Yep. Ooh. Uh Problem. Obviously, uh, told you I'm an Earl. My brother Jeff and I would play that together, and there was always this thing where I always enjoyed playing Earl. He was Toe Jam. <laughs> uh, whenever if he ended up falling to another land that I was, I would always have to follow, and so I could just see Earl fall on top of Toe Jam. But him and I used to always enjoy just to like the little random things that happened in the games. There was a, a mailbox that would run after you. Um, sometimes the water would have a little shark. So Jeff and I would take turns going into the water to see if the shark would get us and we try to get out. It was just like little fun things like that. Um that yeah, it was I'll probably hold that special memory in my heart because him and I used to always play games a lot as kids and now that we're older he has his own place like I don't really get to play games with him as much and you know he kind of got out of that too like I know he has an Xbox so he doesn't play as much video games as he, as he used to so we just kind of went on our ways on that but yeah it's Toe Jam and Earl would probably be my favorite co-op game Nice. That's a good one. I, I'd probably be right there with you. Probably favorite memory would be the RC Parano 2 one that I mentioned mm. with my older brother and uh, my one friend at the time. Uh, Storm, how about you? Is, is one of your favorite, is your favorite memory uh, Miss Pac-Man with your mom or what yeah. else? It would have to be Miss Pac-Man with my mom because that whole, you know, bumping into each other and you all going, and other sides we would do that and she would first name like first and last name me because she would get <laughs> mad i'm air quoting with mad but she would you know i can't say it without uh 
uh, doxing myself. So, you know, she would first and last name me. And even as I, when I got married, she would first and last name me with my maiden, maiden name still. And <laughs> she would laugh about it and go, oh, correct it. And then, you know, what I mean. but anyway, Storm it was just. Sky. Yes. <laughs> you got to watch out for them. Bob, we had a baby. It's a boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was that was a lot of fun just <laughs> spending time when she was off. We'd spend the afternoon playing, you know, Miss Pac Man and mm. trying to, to <laughs> beat it a couple times. She did, we did together make it through all levels of 99 levels, and I also did it once on my own. So together nice. we beat it, and then I did it on my own. My mom never did it on her own, but you know, she did with my help. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Uh, Simbu, how about you? Best, uh, most favorite memory with simultaneous gameplay, and why is it throwing a grenade on Mobster and Jonathan trying to fight each other? Because <laughs> that's my favorite memory of of you doing that. I don't, but I don't think that counts as simultaneous gameplay because we're all trying to kill each other. That 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 falls in deathmatch territory. Yeah, I would. Agree but if we did that. do deathmatch territory, just um, I mean, yeah, if we want to talk deathmatch, lobbing a sticky grenade and pegging somebody in the visor. So all they saw was just blue on their screen while they waited to explode. Um, but, you know, it's funny. I don't really have many, you know, really good memories from, you know, growing up and playing simultaneous uh, gameplay and stuff like that. I would probably say, if anything... You know, just the the little bit of time I spent playing with like Jason Thirteenth, um, but it was always fun going to the arcade and seeing the back of the Jurassic Park uh, SUV sitting there and going to play the Jurassic Park shooter, the two player shooter in that because that was always fun. Nice, that's cool. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jurassic Park, Jason the Thirteenth. Yeah, you you knew you were getting called on that after he made the the Jurassic yeah. Park thing. Yeah, because you're a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, too. Like one, but, not the uh, mama. <laughs> <laughs> but as for uh, favorite uh, memories for like these type of games, yeah, uh, probably Little Big Planet because I literally got the game to sit and play with my nephew, and it was one of the few games that weren't Fortnite, Minecraft, or him playing Roblox. So the sitting there playing with him, playing Little Big Planet is probably just nothing specific. Just getting him in, just trying to get him into other games. Because he has a habit of going to like his three games and that's all it is, is those three games. <clears throat> Although Fortnite is not one of those three anymore, so you know. Mm -hmm. So you lied. It's it's only two. No, no, no. He's <laughs> got a third. It's, his other games are, uh, what farming simulator and trucking simulator and Steam. <laughs> he loves those. Oh, that's <clears throat> one for him. No, that's a that's cool. That's a nice memory. Astromedes, <laughs> how about you? What's your favorite simultaneous gameplay memory? Um, probably playing, it's probably a toss up between, you know, playing, playing 
Golden Axe 2 in the arcade with my brother. I remember being really fun and memorable kind of co-op experience. Uh, not as many, like the most specific memory I can call to mind, though, would be playing Zombies Ate My Neighbors uh, with my good friend and then us like getting to the level uh level called titanic toddler for the, oh, the giant time, baby right where there's a gigantic baby <laughs> that stomps around and i think there may be a little like screen shake or some kind of effect as he stomps around or something and just seeing it for the first time because the game was really good at kind of just revealing new surprises even after you've been playing it for dozens of levels there's like a new enemy or a new mechanic they throw in there or something and it was pretty pretty that in particular was pretty memorable nice i do love uh the the amount of 80 slasher references in zombies ate my name yes like, yes <laughs> you had a leather face reference the chucky reference the jason and michael references like that was yep. all, that was always the fun thing and when you know you get to a new level and all of a sudden you hear a chainsaw you're like wait what yeah yeah there was like the very clearly yep, jason character like i remember one level was a hedge maze where the jason character with the chainsaw could cut his way through the hedges and like finding <laughs> one simple mechanic yeah you had to uh, a couple of the survivors you had to have him cut the hedge maze so that you could get into it in there, but without him getting to the survivor before you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting getting flashbacks. Gosh. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. So the um definitely let us know in the comments section below. Uh, what some of your favorite memories are with some of these multiplayer simultaneous games. Uh, if, of course, you are watching us on YouTube and if you are catching us on audio through Spotify, Amazon Music, or Apple Podcasts, then log into YouTube and let us know in the comments section below. But thank you again so much for joining us. Um, we're going to be here again next week, uh, next Tuesday, with for another fantastic video game podcast i have been infernal fox and joining us again were jason the 13th we had simbu darkfang we had stormrose sky astromedes and jamie owls 87 you're gonna have links to all of their content where applicable in the the description below thank you especially to my two said fantastic crew and we just want to go ahead and wish you a fantastic day, evening, morning, whenever you are listening to us. Thanks again.